we are live. Indeed, we are. Time to put out the bat signal. <laughs> the lion live signal. Live in Leo. Leo TV. Anime time. Come ask your. Come ask your whens and get <laughs> your soons. Yep. That's a great marketing line. <laughs> Come ask your whens and get your soons. So we have December 13th. It is winding out. The year is almost done. Tuesday, one o'clock in the Eastern. Some time in the evening over on the European side. And all the time in your hearts. All the things, Leo, that have happened in the past two weeks. And there are, the, uh, there are things. There are things. That is true. There are many, many things. Yeah, let's, uh, let's jump into those things. Yeah. Well, um, let me unmute Discord. Let's uh, yeah, lead off with the update on the leo ecosystem yeah we've got uh so today the i'll just jump off with today um we released the november cub report a little bit a few days late um in it i uh i added a few sections and we talked about um the new arbitrage bot and uh mitch and i were just talking about it pre-show uh, the dev and I think that this arbitrage bot will most likely two to three X uh, current revenue on Cub. Um, and if you if you check out the report, I'll give you the quick synopsis. But um, the monthly revenue for November, uh, which was a record month uh, for for wrapping revenue, uh, was nine thousand one hundred twenty five dollars uh, that was generated by the Cub DAO. Um, that is a pretty significant amount of money, uh, relative to what is paid out to LPs from the cub ecosystem. So cub pays LPs at current prices, cub pays LPs $17,640, uh, every month. And, uh, so obviously 9,125 is a little bit more than half. It's like 52% of, uh, how much is paid out. So the cub Dow bought and burned over 400,000 cub. Uh, last month, which means that over 50% of the inflation was was bought and burned by the Dow, um, which is very significant um, relative to what the Cub Dow was doing before Beehive and BHBD launched. That means that, you know, before before the launch of the multi-token bridge, I think we were burning like somewhat, it was like sub 1%. I think it was like 0.8% or something of monthly inflation. So that obviously was one of the big contributing factors to Cub going down in value uh, since the launch. Um, you know, it took a lot of time. It took a lot of mistakes and successes to eventually find uh, this multi-token bridge strategy that I think is working extremely well. Um, so, you know, I was, I was telling Mitch pre-show 
that the growth of Beehive and BHBD liquidity has been pretty consistent. Um, but it is, you know, it's a slow grind. Um, so what you're seeing every month, uh, and I'll drop a screenshot in Discord chat. Uh, what you're seeing every month is, you know, a pretty pretty steady and consistent growth in terms of liquidity in the protocol. And that consistent growth is leading to pretty much a proportional growth in revenue each month. Um, so if you check out the revenue um, in August, which was the first month of the multi-token bridge, generated about $4,500. Uh, and then in September, it generated about 7000 October generated about 8000 And then in November, it was 9125 um, So... That's a pretty solid, um, pretty solid level of growth each month. It's pretty, like I said, it's pretty consistent and it's very proportional to the amount of liquidity that's in there. So the, the multi-token bridge liquidity uh, in November grew to $695,000. Um, and in October, it was at $682,000. So that's about, you know, what, $15,000, $13,000. Um, the key, the key piece of that though, is that in the month of November, crypto dropped about 10 to 15%, um, maybe even a little bit more. Um, so despite that drop, the multi-token bridge TVL actually increased, um, which basically means that the, the amount of tokens increased by a lot, um, because the dollar value of those assets actually dropped. And it's mostly just hive and, and cub that dropped in value The HBD obviously doesn't drop. So um, the value of those dropping a little bit um, definitely offset some of the increase in TVL that we would have seen. Um, I think at, I think uh, we ran the numbers that if the market had stayed where it was, I think we would have over 750,000 in MTB TVL right now. Uh, but obviously what we want to see is just consistent growth, right? So, um, and if the market recovers, that'll mean even more TVL growth. Uh, since obviously like on a per per token basis, it's a lot more than it was in the previous month. So the goal is really just raising that liquidity every month. And you're seeing um, you're seeing a pretty a pretty positive effect um, in terms of um, the the amount of revenue that's being generated from that liquidity. So um, if you want to if you want the full breakdown, you can read the report. It's uh, what is it, 18 pages. Um, and you know, in, in that post, we talked about closing the gap, which is closing the gap of the incentives paid out every month with revenue generated by the Cub Dow. So, you know, last month we generated $9,000 and we paid out 17,000. So we only have, you know, 8,000 more dollars that needs to be generated each month uh, for Cub to be deflationary. Because if Cub, let's say that, uh, you know, especially with the new ARB bot coming out, Let's say that the revenue jumps from $9,000 a month to $18,000 a month. So it doubles. Um, and it's been growing by about, you know, 10 to 20% each month already. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's not going to take very long. You know, I was, I was telling Mitch, I think with the ARBOT combined with just general growth, we'll probably see, you know, the revenue at $18,000 somewhere around probably February uh, 2023, which is only, you know, two months away. Um, so... Let's say that it's eighteen thousand a month. We're paying out seventeen thousand a month in incentives. That means that more than eight hundred and fifty thousand cub is being bought back and burned every month, and the supply of cub will actually start to decrease, uh, which is you know super positive. So, you know there there is a great benefit to this kind of slow and steady growth that we're seeing. We're not seeing cub like explode in value. 
uh, with people anticipating that, you know, the growth is happening. Um, I actually think it's a really, it's a really good thing that we're not seeing that growth yet uh, because that means that the incentives paid out are lower because uh, obviously the, the $17,000 per month is based on the cub price, right? So that's cub at, you know, like 2.1 cents or something. Um, so if cub goes to 4 cents, that means that we're paying out $36,000 a month in incentives. So the Dow needs to grow uh, accordingly. So what we want to see is that kind of slow and steady grind upwards. That means that, you know, the Dow is able to grow its revenue consistently and the incentives being paid are allowed to grow, you know, consistently with it as well. Um, so that's where a lot of focus and attention has been um, just kind of going out. Um, a lot of what I've been doing lately is making the rounds, trying to uh, talk to Hive people about uh, LPing Hive and HPD uh, on, you know, the Cub protocol. Um, and there's, you know, there's a broader thesis to that that is in the benefit of Hive. Obviously, this is a big benefit to Cub as well. Um, but one of the big benefits to Hive is that I have a belief that we need to decentralize the liquidity on Hive. Um, you know, you saw FTX blow up, you saw, you know, various exchanges blow up. And even if you go back to the inception of Hive, you saw exchanges like Binance uh, utilize, you know, customer funds to vote in governance. Um, the only solution to all these problems is to decentralize liquidity, move it onto multiple centralized exchanges and also multiple decentralized exchanges and uh, and also get yourself uh, uh, derivatives. So uh, BHBD and Beehive offer those derivatives that I think are, are extremely, extremely necessary for the future of Hive. And, uh, you know, as someone, you know, personally having, you know, a whale stake in Hive, uh, I want Hive to succeed. I want it to be successful. I want it to be safe and secure. Um, so, you know, this is like, there's a selfish reason, which is I think it's going to help. I mean, you can already see that it's helping Cub uh, by burning this much per month. Um, and the non-selfish reason is that I want Hive to succeed. And, and uh, I think this is necessary for that to happen. Um, so if you're listening to this, pull your Hive and HPD on Cub uh, and grow the liquidity. Um, so that's that's the Cub report. I feel like it kind of speaks for itself if you want to, if you want to dive into the details of it. Uh, the next major thing um, is the Leo UI. So the new UI is coming along really, really well. Um, and I've, I've teased it on Twitter um, a lot uh, this, this past month um, that we are, we're looking to release it by before Christmas. So sometime between now and Christmas, you'll have the new UI in your hands. Uh, we're gonna release it as an open alpha uh, initially. And then, um, you know, after some testing, we obviously need to do a lot of testing. Uh, this UI was built completely from scratch. So there's going to be, there's going to be bugs. There's going to be things that need to get fixed and, uh, you know, we'll need your help testing it. But the plan is to implement it sometime between now and Christmas and then test it for maybe say like one month or so. And then sometime in January, most likely, uh, we'll actually replace the production uh, UI with the new one. So for, for about a month, you'll have both leofinance.io and you'll have, you know, the alpha Leo finance site, which will have its own URL, um, to, for, for just for testing. And, uh, yeah, we're the, the team's excited. It's, uh, it's going to completely change the way that we all use Leo finance. I think one of the big, uh, I think one of the big 
changes um, for, for Leo Finance is kind of the entire way that the entire vision of the platform. Um, and I wrote a post yesterday for my personal account about it. Um, but I believe that with the new UI and you can kind of see it, it's, it's literally as project blank. So we're, instead of launching our own, you know, separate spinoff project blank platform, um, we are basically merging that with Leo finance and then, um, and then, you know, building, building out a platform that is far more resilient, far more, uh, capable of bringing in the masses. Um, so a few, a few big things with this UI are going to be ease of use and ease of onboarding. So we already kind of solved the onboarding last year. If you remember, we built Leo Infra, uh, which allows you to, to sign in instantly with Twitter. Uh, and then we added Facebook um, and Google and phone number sign-ins. So we, we made it super easy to sign up and sign into Leo Finance. The problem is it's still Leo Finance, it's still Hive, it's still long form content and somewhat confusing to wrap your head around. The new UI puts threads on the front page. It puts threads front and center. And whenever, if you take a normie off the street who's ever used Twitter and tell them about Leo Finance and show them the site, they're going to be like, oh, this is like Twitter. And you're like, yeah, it's exactly like Twitter. They sign up within 30 seconds and they can make their first thread and they realize that it's identical to Twitter, except you're earning uh, crypto for what you're doing. And um, it's actually funny because I was out with some friends uh, a few weeks ago and I was showing off the new UI a little bit. And um, I told one of them, I, I was like, here, just like take my phone and see what you can do. And, you know, he took, he took my phone. He, uh, he created an account, signed in and made a thread in like under one minute. And he's like, he's like, so, so you earn, and he obviously had no idea what Leo finance was. He's like, so you earn crypto for making like tweets. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Like you just, you do what you would do on Twitter but you do it here and you're earning crypto. And he was like mind blown by that. Um, so it's, uh, you know, this new UI is going to radically change the way we onboard people to Leo Finance, which brings up another interesting point about what kind of content is allowed on threads, what kind of content is allowed on Leo Finance. Uh, and that's what I talked about in my post yesterday. I believe in a open Web3 world where anything technically anything goes, right? So I believe that everyone has the freedom to say what they want to say on the platform, but then the community decides what gets rewarded, what gets voted to the top, what is seen the most. Um, so in that post, I kind of talked about how I, I, I like the ideas that Elon Musk has talked about with Twitter, where what he's doing is, um, essentially what he's doing is he's saying that like, if you're not verified and other various, you know, uh, characteristics that he's going to use to kind of label accounts, uh, your content won't be shown as high as other people's content, right? So it basically puts, puts certain content up front and then it puts other content beneath it. So with threads uh, and with the new Leo Finance UI, this is exactly what we're going to do. So in my opinion, Leo Finance is a crypto Twitter killer, right? We're still focused on crypto, still focused on finance. That's the whole Leo Finance brand. But with that being said, you can still post anything. Like I'm looking at the UI right now and someone posted, you know, a, 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 a picture of a, a TV show that they're watching and, you know, one sentence about it, uh, just kind of talking about it. Um, and that obviously has nothing to do with crypto and finance. But 
is, are we going to remove it from the platform? Are we not going to allow that? Or are we going to, you know, frown upon people using the platform for that? And in my opinion, no, I think that, I think that the real path forward is segmenting the UI and allowing people who, if you want to talk about movies, there's a movie community uh, where you can make threads and Leo Finance posts about, about movies. And yeah, that might not build the brand of Leo Finance in terms of crypto finance, um, but it does give people engagement. It gives people a reason to be on the site and they can build their own echo chamber of people uh, in their own community page. So in my opinion, what we're going to be doing with this Leo Finance UI, the new one, is creating a lot of different ways, pathways to, um, to push content to the top and to also segment content. And if you want to see something, like if you want to only see threads and posts that are related to Splinterlands, then there are places in the UI where you can go and that is all you're going to see. And if you want to see, you know, posts about movies and threads about movies, there's places on the UI where that's all you're going to see. Um, and that's, that's how these platforms, like if you look at the success of Twitter and especially of, of something like TikTok, the way they got successful was you open your TikTok app and your homepage feed just shows you only what you want to see. And obviously they're doing it in a more interesting way with, you know, complex algorithms on the back end. Um, and I think we will build algorithms that are similar. Obviously that takes a long time. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of devs. Um, but we can do kind of interesting things with blockchain uh, that they can't do with those algorithms. Um, and we can also give the users various tools and uh, settings that can change what is shown to them. So, um, you know, the, the long-term vision is that you'll be able to go into your settings page and you'll be able to do things like turn off posts. So then you're only, you only ever see threads, you never see a post. Uh, or turn off threads and you only see posts, you never see threads. Um, or, you know, mute. This is actually an idea from One Alpha. I put out a thread last night and asked for suggestions for how to make the content discovery process better on threads. And he gave me a good idea um, to be able to mute tags so that you don't see threads that have a certain tag. So let's say that you don't want to see anything related to movies. And like, I'm looking at this one thread by Drax about a movie and he used the tag movies. Um, you can mute the tag movies and now you will no longer ever see content related to or ever see content that has the tag hashtag movies in it. Uh, so now you've, fil you've already begun to filter out things that you don't like. And that's all on the user side. Uh, and then obviously our back end is handling that. Um, this, is, this is where everything is headed. So in my opinion, Leo Finance is now opening up to a broader audience. Anyone on Hive, anyone on Twitter can come to Leo Finance and they don't have to care or talk about crypto and finance, but our personal brand, the product brand is that we are a crypto Twitter killer. Our, our mission is to bring everyone who is into crypto and talking about crypto on Twitter over to threads and Leo finance. And that is uh, that in my opinion, that's the core branding, but on top of that, you can still use Twitter for anything. Um, and, and Leo finance is going to be the same where you can still use Leo finance for anything. Uh, but obviously when you want to see just crypto, or when you want to see just Splinterlands or just movies, you have ways to do that and you have the tools to do that. Um, our current monthly active users on Leo Finance are about 600. Uh, and in my opinion, with this new UI growing to say 6,000 monthly active users, it's going to be a lot more achievable. We're going to be able to go up to normies. And, you know, when Mitch, you're at a conference, you're going to be able to show them 
the new Leo finance and you're going to show it to them on, on your phone. And it, you're going to say here, you just click these buttons, you sign up in 30 seconds and now just use it as if you're using Twitter and then, you know, check in on your wallet once a week or once a month, and you're going to be earning crypto and it's, and you know, you're going to be incentivized for replying for upvoting uh, and all the good things like that. Um, and uh, obviously long-term also like referral systems, all sorts of crazy things. These are all getting pushed to the new UI. Uh, so this is the original, all this work that we've done, this was the project blank UI, but now we're just merging it with Leo Finance. And now it is Leo, Leo Finance is project blank. And uh, I know a lot of people still have questions about that, but um, yeah, Nifty's saying this is the way. I think this is the, the future of Leo Finance is uh, in opening up the platform. And like I said in that post, I think one of my favorite new taglines is uh, richness in nicheness. So being niche to the crypto finance space is still extremely important to me. I think that it's important to have a focus, uh, especially when you're a platform as small as we are. Like with Twitter, they can just say, yeah, whatever, it's Twitter. Uh, but you know, everyone knows what Twitter is. Nobody knows what Leo Finance is. So it's important to have a singular brand image, but then also allow everything. That's what Web3 is about. So allow everything, but utilize the tools at our disposal to create a customized user experience for each person. I want you guys to come to Leo Finance and be like just on your homepage and you just see all sorts of content that you want to see and all sorts of, all sorts of stuff that you don't want to see. You just never see it. And that, that's the goal. Awesome stuff. I've been plugging away at the yeah. recap post with all the updates. <laughs> and obviously, people can refer to multiple reports. They can look at the burn report post, and then they can also look at the post that you did touching on everything of thread-related updates, which I had actually looked at earlier today to kind of get the vibe for it all but yeah so i'm looking through the chat here and i see a few interesting things what is this how daryl roll said can i steal the easy sign-ins for skate hive that would be a huge help onboarding non-crypto uh non-crypto skaters that's interesting i'm assuming that's a literally a skate community that's pretty cool yeah all the community i mean the the community pages you can see um what we've kind of done that's like the alpha of community pages is what's on the current leo finance ui um and um you know that that idea of community pages is still extremely important in my opinion to the future of leo finance so we, we learned a lot by implementing the current version of community pages, but with the new UI, we're going to completely change that. Um, we're going to take everything that's working, and then we've got a few other ideas to add into it. But like I said, if you want to see threads and posts about Splinterlands, you'll be able to hit the Splinterlands community page, and all you're going to see are posts and threads uh, about Splinterlands. Um, okay, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I was saying in the recap is that, you know, kind of going to be uh, all parties are welcome. And then, you know, community pages is one of many ways to see specific content or really just to, you know, chat about a specific topic. So I think community pages is important. Yeah. 
for you know like even like the skate community whatever it is like start a community page and then onboard you know kind of through that in a way you know because you're showing people what they're interested in and then if they want to venture into different places on the platform they can kind of go on that journey on their own but really you're catering to what they have a vested interest in which creates yeah. motivation to spend the minute to you know create an account and get on so 100 cool yeah it's all about tailoring the user experience that's that is what is the that's what the new ui is all about So yeah, speaking of, so I see some chatter about the number of characters. I did see that also that Twitter is talking about like more than five xing the number of uh, number of characters allowed. Um, actually, no, like more like I think it was like almost twenty xing. So, um, but but they what what it's going to do I think is turn it into a long form post, right? So it's still going to be like a tweet, but then you're going to be able to click like read more, and then it takes you to a post. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, what do we have? Which, I mean, and I'm is there a character limit on Threads? Yeah, it's two forty on Threads, same okay. as Twitter. Um, gotcha. What I envision for Threads, and I don't think we're going to increase the character limit. Uh, what I envision is. If you're if you're if you want to do you know 500 words or a thousand words, um, that's a post. So you're gonna make a post, and then you're gonna take the link to the post, and you're gonna post it in a thread, and then you're gonna promote your post using threads, um, which is exactly how I think Twitter is gonna end up doing it. Um, you know, it would be badass, and obviously it could be something that's you know long down the list. But if you're basically you start a thread, and for one reason or another, you just you know thought falling down a rabbit hole really getting into it and then when you hit the yeah. character limit literally like gives you an option in terms of like you know create posts to post or, yeah or something like that like you know you've hit the character limit uh do you want you know do you want to make posts instead or something like that yeah that'd be crazy that would be cool yeah um, and i want to do the reverse i also want to do the reverse where if you're writing a post and you're done writing it you can click a button at the end when you hit publish, like kind of like right now where you can click those check boxes to auto post to Twitter or uh, auto reblog. I want to have another checkbox where you can say uh, auto thread where it'll take your post and it'll break out every 240 characters and it'll create a thread uh, with, with all your, with the entire post, but made into like 20 different uh, threads that are all linked together. Um, so I think that I think that would be really cool. It would increase. I mean, if you just just imagine that, you know, let's just say that half of all people who post on Leo Finance, uh, you know, and and I don't remember how many hundreds of posts there are on Leo Finance every day, but let's just say that there's 250 posts on Leo Finance every day. That that would be half of the total. Uh, I think it's even more than that. But let's just say 250. If all 250 of those posts are also getting converted to threads, just think about how much activity that creates on Leo finance. I mean, in terms of like, let's say each post is 10 threads at a bare minimum, they're going to probably end up being a lot more than that, but let's say they're 10 threads. So that's 2,500 threads per day, uh, that are being automatically generated from people's posts. Um, and now authors are earning from posts and threads simultaneously. 
which, uh, which leads me into another thing that I, I uh, teased a little bit. We are with the new UI. Another thing we're building out right now is, uh, and we're working on this on the back end, the front end will come soon is uh, author monetization tools. So if you look at something like Substack, which has gotten a lot of, uh, a lot of traction or even like seeking alpha, um, authors basically have options to paywall some of their content. Um, they don't paywall all of their content. Like they have some that's free. It's like a freemium model, right? Um, so if you take someone like Taskmaster who writes like say six posts a day on, between his two accounts, um, what if he posted four articles a day, public on Hive for anyone to, anyone to enjoy? And then let's say that two of his articles, he decided to make premium each day. So two of his articles, he sets to premium. He adds a price tag to it. Maybe it's $1, right? 99 cents per post. So that 99 cents can be paid in Leo or Hive, for example, or HBD. Um, it, it, it would either be those three or just Leo, probably all three of those. Um, and he can set that price. And then if you want to see that article, you have to pay 99 cents and you just click a button and it, it sends it obviously from your Hive wallet. Or he could have a monthly subscription where you can subscribe to him for say $4.99 a month, kind of like how Substack works. And you get access to those two premium articles every single day. And only if you're subscribed, do you get access to them. And then say, you know, a few percent, like two to 5% or something uh, gets kept by the Leo ecosystem and automatically buys and burns Leo. And then the, you know, 95% of the revenue goes to Taskmaster. And now he's monetizing his, uh, his account on top of his normal Hive rewards that he always gets, uh, Hive and Leo rewards. Um, so the ecosystem generates because now we've created a revenue generation mechanism for Leo Finance, which I know is something that a lot of people ask for or, or ask about um, is, is generating revenue with Leo Finance and, and all the users we have now. And, and obviously, what's the point of growth if you can't monetize that growth? So that would be that, that's something that we're building out right now, which is, uh, yeah, like Nifty's saying, only Leos. Yeah, it's kind of it's like that, right? Where you're you're creating that model for any content creator to, to monetize themselves. And then you're also making the ecosystem benefit from it by taking a, a cut off at the top. Um, that's where Leo Finance is headed is, you know, in, in broad strokes, like I said, we're headed towards um, a tailored user experience for every single user, having a settings page where you can choose different things, um, having a, a simple algorithm that helps to filter out things that you don't want to see, you know, being able to mute certain tags, uh, being able to see certain community pages and not others, uh, things like that. So it's a, it's a curated experience that you're getting uh, on Leo Finance. And then on top of that, having authors have the ability to monetize themselves uh, um, on the platform. And this is something that doesn't exist on Hive right now, right? Like most or all Hive platforms, you don't, as an author, the way that you monetize yourself is by getting upvotes. So we're not getting rid of that. You're still monetizing yourself by getting upvotes, but now you, you have additional tools to turn yourself into like a freemium creator where you are, you are monetizing with upvotes on your free content. And then you're monetizing with subscriptions on your paid content, uh, which is behind a paywall on Leo finance. Um, so I think that's super interesting. And then, um, you know, and then on top of that, you've got Leo ads, which are generating 
revenue from all the free content. And then you've got the, you know, the cut of the subscriptions that Leo's generating revenue from uh, uh, on the premium content. So um, yeah, Eco Instance said, I would totally use that to post about certain trades. Yeah, like imagine, especially with our branding, right? It's like Seeking Alpha. So, you know, Mitch or Eco Instant or, um, you know, Neil McSpadden or Gerber, they can create kind of like a, a premium channel where they can say, I'm going to post one time per day uh, with whatever trade I'm making. Like Gerber has told us recently about some shorts that he did. Um, so imagine that he put that behind a $5 or $10 or $100 a month paywall. And if you want to get access to his trades, you pay that paywall price. And now every, every day you get the release of his premium article. And the other cool thing about it is there's no hive police on these premium articles, right? So, you know, we can make it in a way where if you just want to post a screenshot of the trade you made and no text, you're not going to get, you know, hive policed uh, on, on your content saying that your content sucks. So lot, there's a lot of flexibility in what we're building. And that's why a lot of focus right now is going into the back end of the new UI. Um, so I know the front end looks really cool. It looks like exactly like Twitter. Uh, but on the back end, we're doing some really crazy stuff uh, to kind of set ourselves up for the future. Um, yeah, Nifty mentioned NFTs. So we've got a few ideas. One of them is to NFT. You can, you can turn any article into an NFT and you can sell the article. And then th this coincides with my idea for evergreen content on Hive, which has never been done before, uh, which is where you can earn past seven days. So I want to make it so that your content on Leo Finance and Hive can earn beyond the seven-day payout window. And one of the ideas I have for doing that um, coincides with this NFT idea where you can sell each article as an NFT. So like say Taskmaster has an article, he sells it for $5 as an NFT. He, as an author, makes instantly $5. The person who bought the article now owns the rights to all the future payouts of that article. So in the future, if... Uh, like, let's say that that article earns $100 over its lifetime in the next, you know, say 50 years. The person that bought that article for $5 now made obviously a $95 profit because it's, it's earning constant revenue. So it's kind of like a property, right? Where like you can own the property and you can rent it out and you can earn rental income or you can sell the property immediately, get your cash and move on. So as Taskmaster being the author, he can hold his property, which is his articles, and earn the consistent evergreen revenue from it, or he can sell it, get an instant payout, and then whoever bought it gets, gets access to the revenue that it earns in the long run. Um, so a lot of, and if you can tell the, the, the kind of, the kind of uh, um, similar line that Cub and Leo are on and, and where we're kind of headed with all this stuff is, is building a real business with real revenue, uh, predictable revenue, and you know sustainable ecosystem models. Um, so this is kind of getting to that bigger idea that we kind of we're kind of tackling with with you know Cub generating you know nine thousand dollars a month now, whereas before it was generating like fifty dollars a month from Kingdoms. Um, and uh, now with Leo, we're generating you know thousands of dollars a month with ads, but we're also going to add these premium uh, features where it's generating even more money. Uh, and buying and burning Leo, um, we're, we're headed towards sustainability. That's really the focus. Sustainability, probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, probably a good thing. Continued life. 
Yeah, big things. A lot of things happened in the last two weeks. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, and, you know, we missed the last week's AMA. I was very sick. Uh, but despite being sick, we still got a, a shitload of stuff done on the UI. Um, so I'm very, very happy with the progress um, that the new UI is making. That's why I'm very confident we're going to have it out before Christmas. So, um, yeah, and I didn't really show. Fun. Yeah. Here's the new uh, notifications UI. I've shown a few teasers on Twitter, um, screenshots of it. Um, but we really went for, you know, kind of copying some things that Twitter does really well. Uh, so if you, if you use Twitter and you like people replying to you is an easy thing to see in your notifications UI. Like you just go to your notifications and there's like a mentions tab and you just hit that and then you can see anyone who replied to you. Um, and then from there, you can just click the reply button and you can make a quick reply to keep engaged with them. Um, and if you posted a tweet from like, let's say you posted a tweet from like six months ago, if someone randomly replies to it six months later, it still shows up in your notifications UI. So that's how our new notifications UI works, where like no matter when you posted a thread, someone replies to it and it pops right up at the top of your notifications UI. Uh, and you can quickly send a reply back, you can upvote it, uh, and you can move on. And uh, this new notifications UI, I think, is going to increase drastically the engagement on threads. Uh, one thing you see with threads is like after a few days of a thread being posted, the author kind of misses all the comments. And a big reason for that is just that we have a shitty notifications process right now. Uh, but with the new one, super nice. Um, I've been using it to, to reply to people. And I think it, it's, for me, it's completely changed the way I use uh, threads. Like it's, I feel like now I can actually like keep up with people who are replying to me, uh, which is super nice. Yeah. You're not wrong about the comments and responses. I mean, usually the first day I've posted something. And then after that, rarely do I look back to see if there's additional comments. Yeah. Well, and it's cool too. Like um, I think for normies, like what's going to be really cool. And if you look at that image, I just shared, it says, uh, one notification I have like three notifications down. It says, uh, Shohana voted on your thread. Uh, and then in parentheses, it says three cents. Um, I think that's really cool for normies where they're going to be creating threads and then they hit their notifications and they see, uh, you know, XYZ user voted you one cent XYZ user voted you two cents. And you're like, you keep posting threads and replies to threads. And suddenly you start seeing like one cent, two cent, three cents. It's all like rolling in. Um, and I think that just will encourage you to keep making more and more threads. Um, and then if you ever get the courage to make a post, you'll see, you know, like $5 came in, $10 came in. And, uh, you know, you'll just kind of get sucked into that idea of earning, you know, it's micro earnings. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And so I've seen a few comes... people, sorry, go ahead. No, finish what you're saying. Uh, I was going to jump to the mobile app. So I've seen a few people. And that's actually about perfect. The... That's literally oh, what I was go. about to ask. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> yeah. So like, I mean, me, I think it's a phone issue because I just have an old phone and I refuse to upgrade. So, I mean, I feel like that might solve my problem because I haven't upgraded my near future. Um, I should probably, you know, get off the S9 and get uh, somewhere near mid double digit uh, up phone upgrade. But um, yeah, 
I'm getting the exact same thing that Colas gets. And I've tried uninstalling and reinstalling. Yeah, we have a lot of work to do on the mobile app. Um, the latest Hive hard fork broke a lot of shit with the app. Um, obviously, it's all hands on deck for the new UI right now. A big focus, obviously, the mobile app is still a focus, but a big focus for us right now is building a much better leofinance.io. Um, personally, the way I see it is that your leofinance.io uh, on your phone. So like you'll use your mobile browser and you'll open leofinance.io. I think that's going to be superior to the mobile app. Uh, that being said, I mean, we're still working on the mobile app, but um, I really personally believe that leofinance.io is going to be the, the go-to, whether you're on mobile or desktop. Um, and I haven't really shared what, what uh, the new UI looks like for mobile. But if you've ever gone to and I don't think a lot of people do this, but if you've ever gone to twitter.com using your um, using your mobile browser, uh, the, the UI is actually super nice. I mean, it looks, it looks identical to the actual app. Um, and this is what we're doing with um, the new UI. So I'm gonna post a screenshot. The new UI will look almost identical to this when you open leofinance.io from your mobile browser. So if you look at that, I mean, it looks, I mean, it, it actually looks like you're in an app. Um, so that's what leofinance.io will look like. So Mitch or um, Colas, like when you guys go to leofinance, I think instead of the mobile app, you're going to choose to use leofinance.io on your mobile browser just because it's going to be so much superior. Um, Works for me. Yeah, so that's I think that's where we're headed, um, and uh, that will also be ready uh, by Christmas. So, you'll be hell, I think I was using around with it. Twitter from the URL for like a year, and then I finally just got annoyed with the pop up all the time about download the app, and then I finally downloaded the app, which obviously is cleaner and easier, but problems using the URL. So. Yeah, I think it's superior. That's how I use Leo Finance right now. I don't you really use the mobile app that much. Um, obviously, I have the testing version of it, but personally, I think um, I think the URL is a lot better. Yeah, but on the flip side, we know how it goes. I mean, people love using apps, especially the youngins. So that'll definitely be helpful when that finally is all squared away. At some point. So now with the new UI, obviously, you know, the homepage is going to show, show threads and stuff like that. So as far as like blogs go, you know, basically I'm going to see those where like when I hit my feed, basically I'm going to see my people I follow. But as far as like, <clears throat> there's really going to be no like main page for the blogs anymore. No. So actually the, there will be, um, so the main page for the blogs, let's see if I've got the, uh, see if we can pull this up. And I mean, I don't really have an opinion on whether that's good or bad. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to get squared away with the, uh, here, the, it's not ready yet. So I'm going to show you the mock-up. Um, here we go. So just keep in mind, this is a, mock-up, not final version. Um, 
and it looks a little rough, but this is essentially what it's going to look like. So this is the explore page and I just shared it in discord. Um, okay. And you can see uh, on the explore page, it shows at the top, it shows like a featured article, kind of like how the, how the homepage looks yeah. on the current Leo finance. Um, so that will be the, that will be the number one curated article. So obviously, obviously we have the curation team and they curate stuff on Leo finance and then choose what's in the curated feed. So that number one article is going to be the, the most featured article from the curated feed. Um, in most cases, it's probably going to be some sort of official Leo finance update. Otherwise it's going to be whatever the curators thought was the best article in the last like 24 hours uh, on Leo finance. Then you'll have your trending feed below it. Uh, and it'll show you three of the like three the top three trending articles. So the ones earning the most Leo. Um, and we may tweak that trending algorithm to also include most commented and engaged with. Uh, so that that'll come later though. And the initial phase will just be the most earnings on Leo, which is how the current trending uh, trending feed works. Um, below that, so you'll get three articles, right? That'll be your top three trending. Then you see it says show more trending. And you can click that. And if you click that, it'll take you to leofinance.io slash trending, which is exactly what the current UI does, which it shows you all articles uh, trending ranked by how much Leo they're earning. Below that on the explore page, you have new, which is like the created feed. And you'll have the same thing. It'll show three, the most three recently created articles. Below it, you can say show more created or, or show more new. Uh, and then it'll show you... Um, It'll show you new articles, obviously, leofinance.io slash created. Um, so that's how that will work. Um, so the explore page is exclusively posts. The home page is exclusively threads. The curated page is exclusively posts. Uh, the notifications UI shows both posts and threads. So if someone replies to your post, you see it in your notifications. If someone replies to your thread, you see it in your notifications. Uh, and they're labeled, they're, they're color labeled. It's actually pretty cool. Um, how that works. And then bookmarks is obviously like you can bookmark posts or threads that you want to come back to later. Uh, and those are all kind of included in the same feed. Uh, profile page will show uh, posts and threads. You can kind of click different tabs to tab off on them. Um, one thing that I really like, uh, this is an idea I had for the new UI, um, is that shortcut. So if you see in that last screenshot I posted, there's a little like shortcut uh, shortcuts module and that is fully customized by the user. So you can create your own shortcuts. And the way we came up with that is just to think, you know, we spent some time thinking like, how is the average person using Leo Finance on a daily basis? And, you know, I spent some time thinking about how I use it. I spent some time asking a few people how they use it. And one of the big things that people do is they have certain people and certain pages bookmarked, right? So like a lot of people go to the, you know, if they have a favorite author like Taskmaster, they have like leofinance.io slash at Taskmaster 4450. Or like Scaredy Cat Guide. Yeah, or at Scaredy Cat Guide. Um, so they have those authors bookmarked. And then they also might have something like the, uh, the, the created feed under the Bitcoin tag. Uh, uh, some people were saying that that's how they find new content is that they look at the created feed, but a lot of times they have a certain tag that they look at first. So then you can shortcut any of those. So like, if you want to see in that screenshot, you see like Bitcoin new, uh, if you click that, it'll take you straight to the created feed for Bitcoin posts. Um, 
or if you want the Splinterlands community uh, page, you can have that shortcut uh, right there. So you just click it and it takes you right there. Um, so I think that's going to vastly improve. It's, it's a very small detail, but I think that vastly improves the user experience uh, just because from how many people I talk to that have like all sorts of crazy bookmarks uh, to go to certain places on Hive, uh, you know, or even a lot of people have like their own wallet page that they have bookmarked because they don't want to like click profile, then they have to click the wallet tab. So instead of having two clicks, you just add your own wallet page to the shortcut and then you just hit wallet and it goes right, right to your own wallet. So it's like all these little tiny details that we spent a lot of time thinking about for this new UI. Um, it's the name of the game with this new UI is to create a simple, intuitive and customizable user experience for everybody. So a lot of things with this UI are customized and they're, they, they're very, like the whole UI is very modular in that you can choose what you wanna see, you can choose uh, your shortcuts, you can choose you know, the layout of posts, you can uh, eventually have your own themes and theme packs and all sorts of really cool stuff like that. Um, that that's really the name of the game. Um, and really, like I said, making it as intuitive as possible for new users who wanna come in and, uh, and start getting, getting on the platform and, and earning Leo. Um, that's, that's where a lot of focus is going. Hell yeah. Well, it is nine minutes to the hour. So uh, start winding down. Yeah. We want to uh, close was, us out with what you think is going on with Bitcoin. Well, I mean, obviously there was news in the crypto world with uh, SBF getting uh, the metal bracelets. <laughs> Finally, took long enough. Right, that was bananas. So, Bahama, Bahamian police. It's called like the Baham then, Bohemian Royal Guard, yeah. isn't it? Yes, yes, that is actually right. That's, yeah, I was just generalizing. Generalizing, you pretty much nailed it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and the U.S. has already charged them with fraud, and um, extradition is like super expected to happen. Yeah. So, uh, you know, is that what caused a pump in Bitcoin, you know, this uh, last 24 hours? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but, you know, him getting arrested certainly doesn't mean bear market is over um, because that damage is done and that damage is, you know, continuing to have ripple effects. So, uh, I don't know. The one good thing I see is that, you know, Bitcoin was able to hold that 16.5 area, which was the area that I targeted as a potential support when we were floating at 20K. I really didn't think it was going to actually play out. Uh, I thought maybe we'd see like a hiccup there. But uh, yeah, it's hanging in and we bounced yeah. off of it. So that's badass. Um, is this the bottom? I, don't, I do not know. But um, it's nice to see a base forming. Um, but I still think, you know, we're still quite a ways away from seeing a bull market, um, even if we stop going down. And that's good and bad. It's good because it can continue to stack. Uh, it's bad because, you know, regardless of all the awesome um, growth and things being built in the Leo Finite ecosystem, obviously a, you know, buzzing crypto market makes growth that much easier. So, uh, 
either way, we're going to be, you know, set up really well for uh, the next run in crypto, which is not a matter of if, just when. Yeah. That's kind of my opinion in regards to that. So meantime, I guess it's just stake and stack and stack and stake. Yep. That's what I'm doing. I was saying pre-show that um, I got a chunk of fiat coming in that uh, my strategy is going to be, and, and I've got, you know, a couple things coming in fiat wise that I'm going to throw into crypto. Um, what I'm doing now is uh, buying Bitcoin and then I'm putting it into uh, WBTC on Ethereum. Uh, and then I'm deploying it into a uh, maker vault, taking out a die loan against it. Uh, so I, I was telling Mitch, I can, I can take out like, like I, I play things on the very safe side when it comes to leverage. So you can take out about one third the value of what you put into it pretty safely. So like your liquidation price for Bitcoin would be like under 10K. Um, so I'm putting that money into, into that vault, taking out one third the value of it in uh, DAI and then converting the DAI to HBD uh, and then LPing it on, on CUB uh, for the, you know, the 25% yield, uh, the 25% APY. So that's kind of my little hack in this uh, bear market. Cause I, I still, I want a lot of exposure to Bitcoin right now. Um, but I also still want to earn yield and be able to LP. Um, so this, this kind of gives you the best of both worlds. Uh, so that's where I'm, uh, that's where I'm putting my investment capital right now in this state of the current market. Uh, I don't really see Bitcoin going a whole lot lower personally, but you know, could be wrong. Yeah, could be wrong. you could be right. I'm hoping you're not. I'm hoping that uh, I'm wrong too. I'm hoping 16.5 eventually does break because I really wanted to buy much lower, but I guess I should have just been pecking away the whole time while we were bouncing around on the 16s. But um, I definitely haven't, like I said, I've said for weeks, I got a nice hefty order sitting down in the mid 13s. I was really hoping we'd spike down to it, but who knows? I mean, really, you know, nothing's changed. All we're doing is consolidating a big sell-off. So uh, we did that in the summertime for months and months and months until we finally saw a sell-off. But there's also a big catalyst with FTX. So um, if all the landmines are, you know, already discovered, then, you know, maybe we don't go lower, you know, because yeah. generally, you know, you need a catalyst. Not always, but generally. So, and it also depends on what, you know, the economy and the market does. Obviously, stock market, you know, bounced pretty nice over the last month or so, but it's, you know, still in that descending channel. It's fighting, fighting to break out of it. So if it busts out of that, I think that'll be positive for crypto as well, because regardless of what everyone, anyone really thinks, crypto and equity markets still track together to an extent. So, but yeah. In the meantime, keep stacking, keep earning yield. 100%. There's a lot of Binance FUD right now. Uh, yeah, I know. I saw. I just, I just posted a thread about it. I don't, personally, I don't really buy into it. Um, you know, Binance, Binance is a very different animal than FTX. And I think people are thinking that it's going to, you know, have the same problem, but um they uh, there was 1.6 billion dollars in net outflow from the exchange in the last 24 hours. Wild, yeah, absolutely so, wild. Yeah, I don't really buy into it though. 
No doubt. This uh, well covers it. Hopefully, next time we meet for the AMA, we will be uh, over twenty k. That'd be badass. Yeah. So yeah, what is that? Tuesday the twentieth. So that Tuesday the twentieth. Yes, that will be be our last show before Christmas. uh, Potentially, because the twenty seventh is a Tuesday. Yeah. But I have to check my travel schedule because I am flying back from New York on the 27th. So I'm not okay. sure. I think my flight's yeah. late afternoon, though. So right. We'll see. Yeah, Might be the AMA from up there. But Sounds good. Either way, until next week, may your Leo stacks grow mighty and your Cubs 100%. be happy. 100%. Don't forget about Alpud, the 15th, two days from now. That's right, Elpud on Thursday. Get your shot at winning a delegation. Someone will be getting my thousand, my thousand Leo, which is one of the smaller prizes. There are bigger prizes, folks. So power up. All of the prizes. Cool. Sweet. All right. Well, see you all next week. See you next week. Thanks, everybody. All right. Later.